Welcome to the Luva Mark Wrestling Podcast with Shane, Captain Jenny, Shane, Captain Jenny. All these super marks of wrestling, great time is guaranteed. Join the Luva Mark Wrestling Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Luva Marks Wrestling Podcast. This is Wrangler. I have got the ladies along with me. Say hello, ladies. Cadillac is back. Technically, this is Cadillac's second episode back. The first one (laughs) had all sorts of sound issues, and I haven't been able to fix it yet. I broke his speakers, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't here for that, so this is my first time with Cadillac back. Yes. That's why it didn't work, because it wasn't the three of us, so we tried tried to be sneaky about it. I just learned that this whole episode got recorded last night, and it was from a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Y'all keeping things from me. You're keeping things yeah. from me. Yeah. I'm going to go on a rant just like CM Punk and just blast you guys. Oh, oh what gosh. What a perfect segue. Of, Beautiful segue. We have the drama. Today we are a drama podcast. Drama, drama, drama. Awesome. Because that's what's happening in wrestling right now. There's so much drama on, honestly, both ends. It is. It really is. I mean, really, the WWE drama's gotten quiet. Yeah. Vince stepped aside. Well, and I mean, then AEW decided to say, ha ha, you want us to be quiet? Never. Drama forever. It is. I don't know. It's just, it, this has been a fucking year, man. And it's only September. Grown this up. has been one of the craziest years, I think, for news and wrestling. Grown and adults acting like, acting like children. Supposed to be professionals and they're acting like children. I mean, that's what happens when you have a lot of egos. Yeah, it, it, that's very true. Very true. And nobody is actually really running the egos. No. The egos run amongst themselves, and so right. egos are running amongst certain ones of them that have slightly more power than the other ones get hurt. That's when. I mean, I'm... I've always, since day one of AEW, have been. I don't want to say. I've kind of known this moment would come because when you get three friends together that all kind of have, you know, egos and goals for themselves and make them bosses to where your coworkers and co-owners and EVPs and, you know, whatever terminology they want to use, I knew there would be drama eventually. I know it's been reported and denied several times that there's been heat between, you know, the Bucks and Omega and anybody else involved before. But it's, it's bound to happen and become true sometime when you just have that many people that in this business, Too many cooks you're in the all kitchen. out for number mm-hmm. one. It's just, it's going to happen when you don't have somebody above you, really. I mean, I know technically I think Tony is kind of supposed to be above them, but he's not going to do shit. Nah, he ain't going to do nothing. That's that's the that's the big difference between AEW and WWE. WWE has uh, structure, and AEW has no structure, and it showed this past weekend. And it's actually it's actually yeah, it's actually really showed over the last couple of months. But it definitely showed this past weekend after their biggest pay per view all out. Um, and it's really sad though because no one's talking about the wrestling from all out. No, the wrestling was I fantastic. I have heard nothing about any of the matches now, everything I've heard is related to CM Punk right right, and the fight 
Well, the wrestling was fantastic. That's that's the that's the thing about All Out. The wrestling was really good, but it was the post media stuff that garnered all the attention because CM Punk decided to go into business for himself. And again, again, and talk big talk big bunch of shit on his bosses. And with his boss sitting right next to him, and with his boss sitting right next to him. And then proceed to get into a fight with all the vice presidents. A fist fight, him and his trainer. Get into a fist fight with all the EVPs. Somebody got bit. Yeah. Apparently a steel bit Kenny Omega. I don't know about you guys, but I was told not to bite when I was like two. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know what they got. You just like the more and more shit that comes out about all this and the blow up that happened afterwards, it just becomes so unbelievable. That like But did y'all see that one tweet though about the fake uh hold on, what what was it? It was so funny. Oh the like the fake timeline of events. Though they made like a hold on, let me find it. Someone a dark side of the ring parody. Oh yes, that was really that was funny. that was so well edited. It was so funny. I really liked the timeline of events that someone wrote up the parody. Um, it's called the timeline of events. You know, CM Punk may or may not have told Colt Colt Cabana to get the fuck out. Hangman Page is like, hey man, not cool. Punk wins the world title from Hangman, and along with FTR, is set for a summer of Punk Three. Immediately injures himself jumping into the crowd. John Moxley carries the title while he's injured and proves he's the ace of AEW. Puck comes back four months later, calls Hangman a little bitch for thinking it's not cool. Hangman is too busy yelling at the Dark Order to whip out his to whip out their dicks to respond. Puck <laughs> is squashed by Mox in three minutes. Punk says he wasn't actually hurt, he just sucks. Ace Steel, man unknown to anyone before this, says fuck on TV and cuts a hell of a promo hyping Punk up. Punk says that in Chicago they eat people. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Punk beats Mox for the title in a good-ass match, but injures himself again. Mm-hmm. Punk tries to bait a reporter into asking a question, and when the reporter doesn't play along, he goes on a 20-minute rehearsed tirade at the post-show. Presser saying he hates working with young people and target managers, and that Colt Cabana is a fugly slut and that he wants to take over AEW like a supervillain. During this, Tony Khan, the president of the company, is sitting beside him having a dissociative episode. Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> This is the best timeline of events because it's so accurate. It's very <laughs> accurate. If you want to talk to him, meet him in his locker room. The Young Bucks, fresh off being crowned the inaugural trio's champs, bring their company's main HR guy and the lawyer to Punk's room and super kick the door down. Punk immediately clobbers Matt Jackson. Nick Jackson tries to stop him, but is hit by a chair by Ace Steel, who is terrified of the Young Bucks for some reason. Kenny Omega tries to get Punk's dog out of the room, so Steel bites him. Brawl lasts six minutes and involves every coach and also Brandon Cutler. Punk and the Elite forced to relinquish their titles. Mox was just about to go on vacation. Yep. <laughs> the that's, whole thing is heavy cracking up. Sound, that what? sounds pretty accurate. That actually sounds bullet pretty accurate. Point of what happened. That's bullet right. points of what happened. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened in a nutshell from from what everybody's telling us. And I, I don't know. I, WWE would never ever let anything like this happen. Because they're just too, they're too structured, and I know I mean, punk. I, I know punk. Reason. Yeah, probably because of punk. 
But I mean, you know, everyone's talking about, oh, well, you know, all these wrestlers from AEW are trending. No one from WWE is trending. But yeah, they're trending because there was a backstage fight, supposedly, not because they put on a banger of a match. Right. I'd rather be trending for that banger of a match than the shit show that happened afterwards. Yeah, exactly. I just, you know, at, at CM Punk is, what, 44 now? Somewhere in that range. Somewhere in that range. He's in his 40s. You'd think you'd know a little bit better. You think you think you'd want to. You think you'd be a bit more professional than what he'd been. And if he's gone permanently from AEW, forty three. If he's gone permanently from AEW, good riddance. That's all I gotta say. Good riddance. But did you also see uh, Raven posted something about it? The I think it was Bobby Fish that mm-hmm. said something about CM Punk. Bobby Fish is going off on CM Punk. Oh yeah, Bobby Fish would legitimately kick his ass. He wants to. He wants to have him in like an MMA style fight mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Like, good for Bobby. Yeah. Who is also apparently the face of unemployment? Did you see that tweet? I did not see that tweet. CNN or something put out a tweet about the unemployment rates, and they were using a picture of Bobby Fish, I guess, in their news article. Oh my god! He was like, "Yeah, can you not use my picture?" I'd have to go back and find the exchange, but it came across my timeline. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> what the hell yeah. are they using Bobby Fish's picture for? I mean, he is maybe supposedly unemployed right now. I mean, yeah, he's... The release news is true. Technically. This is... It's it, like the way that they they summed up the long thing. New Bobby Fish quote just dropped. He calls CM Punk a cunt. Finds his MMA offense insulting. Discusses their dynamite match. Brings up Kenta, because he thinks it's a. I liked at the end where he was like, "It's kind of a. You use someone else's movie. You didn't even bother to change the name." Right. Kenta totally agreed with him. By the way, I saw that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Kenta agreed with yeah. Kenta because that's Kenta's move. And G, uh, we've and learned anything punk. from the Undertaker back in the day. You don't take someone else's move. <laughs> Or at least that's like what he said in like the documentary about like the old days. Just hmm. like respect for like another person. Now I can't find the Bobby Fish stuff about the unemployment thing, but it's out there somewhere. I swear it came across my timeline. I'll find it a little bit later. I'll find it a little bit later. But yeah, it's just man. And it's overshad- it overshadowed some. Uh, it over- it over- really overshadowed good matches at uh, at All Out too. That's the which All Out thing. is one of their two biggest pay per views. Yeah, I mean it's essentially their WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like it. This is almost the equivalent to like if like Roman or Seth, you know decided to like go into business for themselves after Wrestlemania like someone big and it's not like he he won like he's like what I don't understand I would I would kind of understand maybe if he lost and he feels the need to go in business for himself but he I mean he was was he drunk you know he was drinking well he he was drinking something he supposedly doesn't drink that's what the whole straight edge society and all that shit was about. He does not drink. Uh, like that's a real thing about him. I think. Yeah, that's it, that's a real legit thing. He doesn't he doesn't drink at all. 
I mean, he could now. I don't know, but that's always been part of his thing is he doesn't drink. Oh, okay. I see what he's drinking now. Okay, I defined. It looks the like clip. it was probably like one of those like drift waters or whatever they call them. Um, like a sparkling water in a can or something. Yeah, I forgot the name of Spin Drift or something. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the can looks like. But I, I just saw him like with a can at first when I like because this is just you know like when you're scrolling through your timeline, and it's like Tony Khan like quivering in fear. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Tony Khan was. Uh... Tony Khan was not happy. I mean, his eyes. That man looked like he was on shit. He was not happy. Even in, I know he's the, always kind of a wired-looking weird man, but he looked mm-hmm. like he was on shit. But even, like, the announcement, because it's like he had to, like, come up with, like, a quick announcement, like, this has to be stripped, and now we have to do a whole other set of tournaments and stuff to replace this, because how many people got fucking suspended for now like six or seven on let me go one two three four five six seven yeah well that doesn't even have cm punk in it so eight. well he's never technically been suspended oh he's just injured oh no cm punk suspended they've never announced that though. oh they did they did yeah they announced it. he's suspended when oh uh, back whenever have discussed how this exit could be handled. Right. I just have read stuff about, like, him being in Tony's ear and, like, like he's got say in how he gets suspended and... I don't think he's coming back. I, I think he... I think that was his last night in AEW. That was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. For sure. One of my favorite tweets I've seen from this whole exchange, though, was... Someone put out, you know, congratulations to CM Punk for being erased from both WWE and AEW history. Yeah. Well, like, he, he begged for a company that would be like AEW for years. You know, like, he wanted, like, control. He wanted all these things. And, like, AEW is as close to catering to that as he's going to get. And then he, he shits on AEW. And he thinks he's, like, exposing all these things when it's not. Because, I mean, they're pretty open about everything. For the most part. Because it's all chaotic because they don't have any systems. Yeah, it's all chaotic. Let's talk I, Let's talk about this world title tournament they've got going on, though. Yes, yes. Because this, this is ultimately going to end up uh, being MJF winning the championship. Cashing in at the oh. end of this tournament and winning the championship. This is what it's going to be. That that MJF reveal ruined our girls' chat. Oh, uh, right I know it did. We I had know to it change did. the name of our girls' chat because of it. <laughs> I know it did. I heard. I heard. I heard how it how it was ruined. Oh, where's the bracket? AW tweets too much. Yeah, that's uh. So we got a uh, eight person. It was it started off was this is a one two three it's a six person tournament and yeah. sa- and uh, hang on uh, Brian Danielson has already advanced to face Chris Jericho uh, this Wednesday and then uh, I didn't catch Dynamite on Friday to know who advanced from Darby and Sammy Guevara I'm gonna say Sammy Guevara probably I just hope he doesn't like win win. Yeah, Sammy Guevara probably advances to face Moxley, so it looks like it's going to be Jericho and Moxley again. Unless 
they give us Danielson and Moxley, which would be fun. Oh, no, yeah. It's, uh, this this Wednesday we have semifinals. John Moxley, Guevara, Jericho and Danielson, mm -hmm. and then Tony Storm and Britt and all those other people. Yeah, okay. So... Chances are we're chances are we're going to get Moxley versus uh, Danielson. I think I think we're going to get Moxley Danielson. I think so too. Yeah, and I th I think the winner if I think Danielson's going to win, and then MJF immediately cashes in on Danielson. And well, Moxley's supposed to be on vacation. So now he's yeah, exactly. It's well, exactly, exactly. That's why I say we're getting Danielson. Danielson's going to win, and then and then MJF is going to cash in that big old poker chip. This works just like Money in the Bank, by the way. He's going to cash in that big old poker chip, and he's going to beat Danielson right then and there. Very plausible. That's what I think is going to happen. Because that's what's going to happen to Punk anyway. So th th they still get to MJF as world champion. Just think of all of the feuds that I think we're supposed to carry them through the rest of the year that are now shot. Yeah. Because you know they were building for Elite versus Undisputed Era. Yep. But now Kyle O'Reilly just had neck fusion. Bobby Fish is apparently gone. Mm -hmm. So now you got just Adam Cole left. Well, you can't have a three-on-one, especially when the other three are fucking suspended and stripped of their trios titles now. Right. So, like, just everything is all just going to fucking hell quickly. But they still got over a million last week. Was supposed to be Punk and MJF finally. Now yeah. that Punk's not hurt and MJF's back. Yeah, so much for all your booking, right? All that long-term right. booking, you're right out the window. Those are your two biggest feuds that are supposed to carry you probably till the end of the year. Gone. Because now, you know, and then, you know, Thunder Rosa's out. So now they've got another interim champion with Tony Storm. Yay for Tony. But, like, what are you going to do with that? Christian's hurt. Yeah, Christian's hurt. He's going to be out a while. That's why they had to turn Luchasaurus heel to give Jungle They're Boy something to do. That Punk has the same injury that Christian does. Oh. The elbow? I believe that Punk is hurt. His, no. Um, His ego's hurt. What did Christian injure? Something in his arm. Yeah, it's his elbow. Something in his elbow. Yeah, like what you got going on back there? Something's in the dryer. Isn't yeah, it sounds like something in the dryer. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, dude, why does it have the dryer going? I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Our clothes are clean. That's right. You wear you, you wear clean. That's right. Salt matters. You're wearing clean clothes. By God. <laughs> Confirmed. It's because if I close the door, the, the, the doorknob's janky. And so if I if it closes, it locks me in here. <laughs> it's a tricep. A tricep for Christian. A tricep for Christian. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he'd be out of me. Isn't that the same thing that Edge went out with right after? Yeah, it's tricep, yeah. 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 Seems to be the comeback injury now. It is. Like, everyone gets, like, it, that seems to be a thing. Like, remember when everyone, like, hurt their knee in, like, one year? Mm -hmm. It's like there's like seems to be like an injury of like the year. Yeah, it, yeah. 
CM Punk's issues in AEW seemingly referenced during AEW or WWE SmackDown. What happened? I didn't hear that. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't pay much attention to SmackDown to know because. Uh, oh. Well, I think what the what it was was with the Ronda Rousey situation. They're saying there's an internal investigation going okay. on with her stuff and that's what they're saying about the CM Punk and elite stuff is now they have like an internal thing and I guess MJF is a witness because he watched the fight now all of a sudden and like just every day some new shit comes out about this thing that just makes me not believe it because it just becomes much that much more just obscure because well, I could also see this whole thing being a work just for it to be so everyone tunes into the first few minutes of AEW well, right, I mean, they had to have a to see what happens. rating spike. On yeah, Wednesday. isn't that what? Isn't yeah, that what they're good watched. at, though? That's what they're good at. Yeah. They're good I mean, at. The people at, didn't stick around. It didn't work for long. No, but... that's what I wanted. That's why I wanted to like be like, when okay, how many people dropped off as soon as you know Tony Khan's like, okay, here we're gonna just do a tournament and not really acknowledge things, but like just kind of like, like obviously he has to say like the the titles have been vacated and this is how we're gonna handle it, but nothing else about it. Hey, he's right. like, I saw a tweet with the numbers. I got, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but it dropped pretty drastically. Well, between the first and second hour, uh, AEW's always been really good at muddying the waters. Yeah, I mean, it's just a new kayfabe now, right? The 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 real is the real life drama actually real life drama, or I, or I is it, or like is it a work? Sasha Banks and Naomi shit, right? Is a real life drama. Now we know the MGF shit was fake too. Cause right. He's back. Because he's back. That's what I'm saying. It, this is the new kayfabe now. Is it really real life drama or is it just kayfabe? Is but, it know, is I it kayfabe to cover it. injuries? It, is it it's fun to debate it? Yeah, and it, it gets people talking. And at the very least, it gets people talking, just like we're talking about it now. So that, at the very least, gets the conversation going in your going in your direction. Now, where it's real or not, could very well be real. Could very well be a shoot. They could very well fought each other in the back, or they could all they could concoct this whole thing and turn it into and turn it into an, an angle. It, I don't know. It's almost like on both sides. It's a it's too crazy to be real, but it's also too crazy to be fake. Like there's too many moving parts in it. Right, because like you know, all of a sudden, you know, where the fuck did Pat Buck? and Brandon Cutler come from. Because all of a sudden they're getting suspended and they hadn't even been named in the whole drama until the suspensions dropped. We're going, where the fuck did their names come from? Like, it just kind of just... And then, you know, three days later, oh, well, Kenny was trying to save Punk's dog. Okay. And all of a sudden, you know, MJF's this witness in the internal investigation that they're doing and... I'm like, just, what the fuck? They say there's like the, a, the more names they throw in it, the more muddy it gets. Yeah, the more muddy it becomes. Yeah, they say there's a third party coming in to investigate it. Uh, that that to me kind of threw up a red flag. I, this could be a way to hide injuries. It's, if Punk does have a legitimate injury, this could be a way to hide it. If Kenny has still is still have having lingering lingering in, injuries, which I think we all know he has. Oh, I guess I don't think Kenny was supposed to come back yet. I think he was a knee-jerk panic reaction to bring Kenny Omega back when yeah, they did. And because be. a few weeks before that, it was debated whether he would 
ever come to back. To ever come back, yeah. So if these guys had, um, we know Kenny has nagging injuries, so if these guys have injuries, it's a good way to get them off TV and make it seem like, hey, there's a lot of drama. This, you know, this is, could be a shoot. And then three, four months later, back they come. Just like MJF did, which we know now the whole thing. It may be a work. It's probably a work shoot with MJF and AEW. Most definitely, it's probably a work shoot. I wonder if MJF was actually injured. No, MJF. MJF was. Yeah, I'm. They had to get him off TV. Yeah, they they had to get him off TV. So it's a good possibility he might have been. He might have had something nagging. He might have had a little injury. Uh, but this is the this is the new world we live in. This is the new kayfabe. And AEW is AEW is almost like tabloid wrestling. If CM Punk goes uh, comes back, he's not coming back for at least eight months apparently because he just did the surgery for the tricep. Right. Okay. So see, there we go. So he's had his surgery. Yeah. According okay, so. to their favorite guy, Dave. Yeah. All right. So according to our favorite guy, Dave Meltzer, that this is planned. This this, this everything everything about this screams kayfabe. The punk injury just seems too convenient. Really? I don't believe the injury personally. Right. I mean, I still think his foot was injured. I don't think he was supposed to come back when he did either. I think he was another knee-jerk reaction return. Because the dude was still limping when he came back. Yeah, he was still limping. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's this is this is the new kayfabe. AEW's tabloid is going to be is tabloid wrestling. They're going to do so all. Anytime they're, someone gets injured, there's going to be backstage brawls and suspensions. Is that how we're? Going that's to go how we're. That's how we're. They're, we're no, they're going to make all. The, they're going to make all the shoot stuff. They're going to make all the shoot stuff. They're going to make you think it's a shoot, but it's actually an angle. And even if it is a shoot, they're going to turn it into an angle, much like the MJF stuff. They turned it into an angle. See, I don't need that for every injury, though. Well, they probably won't do every injury. They just do their. They just do it like this. The big right after their biggest pay per view of the year. It's cheap. It cheapens the pay-per-view. <laughs> it does cheapen. Like I said, no one is talking about the actual wrestling when it comes to All Out now. Or All In, Out. What did we just do? All Out. But what are they, but what are they talking about? the Hocus ones where you're putting it in and you're putting it out. But, what, but what are they talking about? I never know about? which one it is. They're talking about... Wait. They're talking about the Bucks. And they're talking about Punk. Because, I mean... Some of the shit that Punk said, like, I totally believe him saying this shit because he is a piece of shit human being. I don't care if you're a fan of his or not. He is a piece of shit human being, and I've thought this about him for a very long time. He was already gone from WWE before I ever got back into it. But, like, I've watched some of his stuff from the past. But then, you know, stuff that I've read about him, especially when it comes to the whole Cole Cabana situation... Where, you know, he drags his best friend into this lawsuit against WWE mm-hmm. and then hangs him out to dry. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, too. And, you know, I've read other stuff about him, especially in Hornswoggle's book, where him and Hornswoggle were really good friends. You know, he gave Hornswoggle some musician's phone number from his favorite band. And then when he when Hornswoggle had to get a new phone... He lost the number, so he was asking Punk for the number, and Punk called him, um, what was the word that he used? That he was trying to, like, you know, live off his fame and get to be with his friends who's, you know, more famous than Hornswoggle, and just basically just 
shot him down, even though he'd originally given him this number in the first place. Right. Just, I just think he's a dick of a human being, and I always have. Well, yeah, he is a he is uh, he is definitely a dick of a human being, and if he if if this is an angle, and I and and some some of me, there's a big part of me believes that this is an angle. Because yeah. it, because he's an, it's an injury angle. It's to write him off. Part of this part of this is to me is, is an injury angle because the the young buck stayed banged up. So giving him thirty days off is only going to help them heal, and then Kenny come back a little too soon. So I I I I'm I'm about fifty fifty where this is an angle or not. I'm I'm fifty fifty where this is an angler and this between that and it and it's you, honestly. I mean, I wonder if it was always planned that he was supposed to say shit to piss off the Bucks, but just took it too far, and kind of took things into his own hands. Maybe. maybe. I think a lot of it was, you know, maybe true genuine frustrations on Punk's part, and he was allowed to go, you know, without a script, and it just went fucking sideways because he took it into his own hands and went into business for himself. Well, I know, and and the the boys in the back in the, in the AEW locker room really like Colt Cabana. He is friends with a lot of guys back there. Right. So, and especially with the Bucks. So, that's where the shoot element of it comes in. I mean, they, they may very well could have gotten Punk's face over Cabana. I mean that's why that's why Hangman Page said what he said about about Colt Cabana because everybody likes him. Now did, let's see the history with Punk and Cabana. For people that might not know, is in 2014 Punk went on Colt's podcast and they were trashing one of the WWE doctors. Yep. Which then it ended up in a lawsuit because they were sued for defamation by the doctor. They won the case in 2018, but then they ended up suing each other in 2019. Over the legal because fees. Because Punk had told Cabana that he would pay the legal fees. Right. Because Punk, obviously, at this point in time, having come off a WWE run, had way more money than Cabana. So, then all the shit that he started saying about Cabana in the presser was I haven't had anything to do with Cabana for almost a decade probably wanting nothing to do with him longer than that it's a fucking it's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this when I'm on my time and this is a fucking business why why I'm a grown-ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business but my friends if I fall backwards will catch me Cabana I felt never could have my problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. You can call it jealousy, you can call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Cabana ended long before I paid off all his bills. I have every receipt. I have every invoice. I have every email. I have an email where he says, I agree to go our separate ways. I will, go, I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But... Just goes on to trash this guy who was. They were like best friends. Yeah, they were tight. They were thicker than thieves. Yeah. 
and then you know the stuff that he had to say about the box and Kenny the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs who couldn't fucking manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and put into the media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him and want nothing to do with him do not care where he works where he doesn't work where he eats where he sleeps the fact that I have to get up and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing which is the rumors that Colt doesn't work for AW anymore because Punk didn't want him there. Right. Yeah, Colt works for uh, the ROH side of it now because Punk didn't want him in AEW. Which is, it's all the same shit. Yeah, it's all the same company. Just a different branch. It's like whenever Punk come along, Colt got moved down to the, uh, Colt, uh, Colt uh, got demoted from uh, uh, district manager down to uh, store manager. Just, just to give you a, kind of an idea of what happened to Colt Cabana. But it's not fair to Colt just just because him and CM Punk don't like each other. It's not fair to Colt. Right. I mean, there's tons of people that don't like each other in locker rooms. You know, from wrestling to football, hockey, baseball, not everybody's going to get along with everybody. No, not everybody's going to get along with everybody. Just That's a fact. Don't talk to those people. Yeah, you know, it's a thing called being professional. You think, I mean, I mean, there's people you work with now you don't like. I can tell you that I can tell you that uh, there there's people that you know I've worked with that I don't like, but I work with them because I have because it's part of being being a professional part of going out and, because those people are not feeding your family. You are so you got to make that decision. Your coworkers don't have to be your friends. No, right. You just go out there, do the job, go home. But then there was the stuff about Hangman Page. Because Punk's not done. He's still got shit to say. Oh yeah, he's still got a lot to say. What did I ever do in this world to deserve an empty-headed, fucking dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself? Look who's talking. For what did I ever do? Didn't do a goddamn thing. The article I'm getting this quote from. He wasn't done. Because of course he wasn't. I'm trying to run a fucking business. No, you're not. You're an employee. You don't run the business. And when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million dollar house that this company has ever drawn off my back and goes onto national television and does that, it's a disgrace to this industry and it's a disgrace to this company. We're beyond apologies. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I gave him a fucking chance. I did not get handed. It did not get handed, and you saw what I did. God, I cannot read right now. I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled. And you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now. And I will walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Well, we saw what happened when people took it up with him. Yep. People took it up with him, and now, now, now half the roster suspended. So many people do that. They're like, if you want to talk shit, talk shit to my face. But when they do, it's like you don't know how to handle the talking of shit, <laughs> or like you know don't don't know how to handle situations. I mean, I guess you know the story goes after all that that Bucks and Kenny come to Punk's locker room. He's in there with Steel and somebody's wife. 
was sitting with the dog. Which why the fuck did you have your dog there anyways? Cause then he lets the dog the dog got loose and was running around the ringset area at one point. And he's just sitting there videoing it while the security guards are chasing the dog around. That kind of bugged me that he wasn't trying to get his own damn dog. Is there not like security footage of this fight? No. No, apparently I mean, not, not that I guess I don't not, know. not that they're going to release to us, but apparently there's some sort of footage. Well, I, mean, I was going to say if they do release it, then that would make me think more it's a work. Right, because if you've got cameras there filming it, it's definitely a work. Right. But there's cameras everywhere backstage, so it's like how did I mean that should be part of like the investigation. I mean, it should be a pretty easy investigation if all this stuff did happen and it was recorded. I don't know if they would have cameras in locker rooms though because it's kind of like the same oh, thing of yeah. having cameras in bathrooms debate for privacy oh, issues and nakedness yeah. and stuff eh, yeah but but if it's a work then everyone's dressed because <laughs> I mean, they... the story goes the the bucks and kenny came to his locker room and, you know, at first it was, you know, oh, they kicked the door down and were threatening and, grrr. you know, that was Punk's side of the story. Yeah, it's Punk's side of the story. You know, and then you hear their side of the story and it's, oh, well, we didn't kick it down. We just went in. And Kenny's rescuing dogs and Kumbaya. I don't know. Like, it just... We'll just have to see what happens, kind of like with the MJF shit in the next few months. And, you know, if they start putting punk promos back on TV in six to eight months, you know, eight to nine months, however long it's going to be, and they start referencing him again, well, we know everything's right in the world and he's coming back. Yeah. Not right in the world, but. But I mean, if they, if this all is true and he just senselessly attacked people. I mean, I'm not a Bucks fan, but for him to just punch them for no reason, and then his buddies biting people and throwing chairs. The biting is what throws me off the most. Like, it's such, a, it's such like, an out of, like, like left field, like, thing. It's like, and then someone got bit. <laughs> you know? Like, why do you kind of, like, expect, like, okay, they're, they're wrestlers, they're fighters, you know, they're going to throw punches, they're going to throw things. Right. But fighting. <laughs> My nephews bite. Like, they're, they're three. <laughs> yeah. That's I, 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 I'm, so why I'm not convinced that this whole thing is just a, it, it's just a work. I'm, I'm not convinced that it's, I'm not convinced that it's, that it's a shoot. Not 100%. I think it's a little. I think it's a mixture. I think it's a little bit of both. I think they're definitely working the name on it. We'll find out when the months to come. We'll find out, and uh, I'm sure they'll give us more to talk about next Wednesday, because it seems like poor they Mox do that a lot. Is having to delay his vacation. Poor Mox. <laughs> poor Mox is. Uh, he, he can't get the. Uh, he can't go on the, the beach and get his. Uh, get his. Uh, my tie. In my tie or anything because he's got to be at work. He's got to wrestle a few extra weeks now because he had to pop Yeah, he got to wrestle a couple Renee. more weeks. Yeah, poor Renee Paquette. Poor Renee. Do we want to talk some, talk some real wrestling here at the end? Yeah, let's talk some real wrestling. 
I mean, we had two major pay-per-views this weekend. We did. Yeah. Yeah, Clash at the Castle. And, uh, we're all out. Well, we talked enough. We talked enough about all that. We talked enough about all that. I know the hell you enjoyed that Seamus and Gunther fight. Oh my God. That was right up your alley, wasn't it? It was. It, it, it made my heart flutter to see those two it big would. guys beat the ever-living shit out of each other. And I Seamus love it. his face now. Yeah, they're baby kind faces of all now. Of, all of the brawling brutes seem to be face now. Yeah, brawling brutes are now baby faces. And Seamus is more over now than he's ever been in his life. I haven't heard Seamus pops like that for a long mm-mm, time. Mm-mm. When you go out and you do what you did in a match like that and you show that fighting spirit, people are going to get behind you organically. And and that's what happened. People got behind him. And, well, I mean, let's be real honest. It's not real hard to get behind Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn's, Pete Dunn's great. Right. You and, just don't stop calling him fucking Butch. Yeah. Whatever they called him. They called him Butch. I don't know. I kind of... I, I kind of get behind the name Butch. It suits him. It suits him. Yeah, it suits this character. It suits him for what he is because he's a little psychopath. Right. But he's got his gear back. He's kind of got his look back. Yeah. He's still just carrying the name Butch. Yeah, he's got his identity Uh, back. He's lost the pants and the suspenders and Mm -hmm. the little hat, which I kind of like the little hat on. Yeah, yeah, he's got his his, uh, identity back for the most part. It just didn't make sense because you had, you know, he was was such a, like, he was established and like had like a style and like everyone liked him. Like I understood um what was the other guy? Ridge. Okay. Ridge Holland. Ridge. I understand kinda like if we have to like kind of fuck around with Ridge's character a little bit because he's coming up from an XT still, still not well known type thing. I don't know. I just hate when they're like in the middle of you know you know what I'm trying to say? Like I don't well, know. I mean, how... To be fair, when they changed his look they were matching what Seamus was doing. Yeah. yeah. Seamus has been wearing kind of old-timey gimmick clothes like that for a while now. Yeah. And they brought Ridge up matching him, and then they threw in Butch. And, I mean, it worked. I liked the look for the three of them. It was kind of fun. It fit the vision that Seamus had. This was all Seamus's idea. Yeah. At least for himself. I don't know about with the other two. But cause I know, like, the outfit was Seamus's choice. He started that on his own. But... Because, like, the whole, you know, old-fashioned brawling fight night that he's doing. But yeah. it, it, it still works with Pete getting his gear back. And apparently, and, and Butch is just a nickname. They did say Butch was just a nickname. Right. They, uh, they, they, they did say Butch was just a nickname. Right. They they acknowledge that you know him as another name, mm-hmm. but we have always known him. Because, you know, they're acting like they were old buddies from back in the day. Yeah. Which we know that's bullshit. But still. They acknowledge that he has another name, but we call him Butch. Yep, we call him Butch. That was how they debuted him. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just have some PTSD from from some previous name changes. <laughs> well, it, it it's 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 hard to it, it's you know it's hard not to have a PTSD from WWE doing the name changes, but they are acknowledging his past, and they do, and it's just a nickname. It. They do acknowledge everything Pete Dunne did in his past. They even talked about the uh, NXT Championship or uh, the NXT UK Championship that him and uh, him and Walter held on this uh, on this past SmackDown. So it's not like they're dis- disavowing his past. They are telling you, "Hey, we know this is Pete Dunne, but he's Butch to Sheamus and Ridge." I mean, they're acknowledging a lot of shit now. Yeah. I mean, they dropped that team that EO and Oscar used to be in with EO's sister. Mm-hmm. 
I can't remember what promotion it was from, but... It was a Stardom. I think it was what, the Sky... I was going to say Stardom. Yeah, it's a Stardom. Something. Was it called the Sky Sisters? Yeah. Yeah. Eo and Neo and... I've, I'll admit, I kind of start, I started to cringe because, like, oh, God, where are they going with this? You know, Eo, Mio, and I thought they were going to throw out a third name that rhymed, and I was like, oh, no, it was Asuka. Yeah, it was Asuka, yeah. <laughs> but I just, I think it's great. Uh, they're pulling a lot from the past back, and they're giving some people their first names back. We've got Tommaso Ciampa again. Yeah, we Matt got Rid or Matt Riddle. We have Austin Theory um, again. Austin Theory again, which I cackled when Kevin Owens was like, "Oh, hey, I can call you Austin again." <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my new favorite Kevin promo, and I was yeah. really glad to see that part of it. I wasn't sure if part of it was making TV or if it was just something that I was seeing live when he was talking about like, "Oh, this is the part where I challenge you," and then a ref comes running from the back. That was on TV, right? Yeah, it was on TV. Oh, thank you. Because then the ref comes running out. I was like, I was like, oh, this is one of those moments where I'm just seeing this. And they're going to come back and the match is starting, isn't it? Because this was gold. Kevin Owens comedy gold. And then I was really glad to see a clip of it on Twitter. I was like, oh, yes, that means it made it on TV. Because I was cackling. And my favorite moment, I, mean, I, I got to throw this out there. Because the favorite thing I think I've ever heard a heckler say in the crowd at a live show was on Monday when Kevin was fighting Theory. Some little kid up in my section. Theory was flexing over Kevin. Those are baby muscles, son. And I was <laughs> my shit. This kid was couldn't be any older than eight. You know, no one could hear it except for like our section, but I think our whole section lost our shit. Those are baby muscles, son. I was nice. dying. It was nice. the funniest thing I have ever heard at a live show in my life. Just the fact that it came out of a child's voice, and the sun at the end. Oh, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that, that, that's. Because those, those were not baby muscles. Theory's jacked. Yeah, theory's jacked. But it, it, I think everybody's in agreement that uh, Kevin Owens is a way better babyface these days. I think I, I really like him these days. I keep yeah. thinking they're trying to turn oh, yeah, him heel again, him, but... and then they start throwing pro or babyface stuff back at him, and. Yep. Well, you and know, it just shows that he can do anything on any given week. He yeah, can flip yeah. and flop every week, and people will eat it up. Well, he's that good. He's that good, and you know, the last heelish thing he done was was kill uh, Ezekiel. He murdered Ezekiel. That was the last heelish thing he done, which probably done us all a big favor. He got Ezekiel off. God's work. Yeah, he's yeah. Kevin Owens doing <laughs> God's work, work, doing the Lord's work. But that's the last heelish thing he's done, and 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 ever since then he's been trying to get Sammy back. He'd been trying to get Sammy to see through the bloodline, which that's going to happen. Okay, as soon as the bloodline turns on Sammy and Sammy's face again, I need those two of the team. Yeah, Sammy and KO is going to be your next tag team champions. That's that's just that's just what's going to happen. They uh, would be perfect yeah. to beat the bloodline. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Which, you know, talk about the addition of Solo Sokoa. Yep, Solo Sokoa. Fucking internet ruins everything, you know. Oh, Solo Sokoa has been called up to SmackDown. Oh, you know, great. Then you know, Usos can't be used at the Clash of the Castle match. Oh, here's someone interrupting the match. Oh, look at the solo. It's solo. Oh well, oh, big shocker big there. Shock. Big shocker there. We've only known for months now. That's I just a... wish the dirt sheets would keep WWE secrets as well as they do AEW secrets. Because yeah. no one knew MJF was coming back. No, nobody knew MJF was coming back. No one knew Samoa Joe was coming back. Nope. 
Did anybody else come back lately? Am I forgetting somebody? Uh, well, we had the Motor City Machine Guns fighting FTR at, at, at All Out, which was extremely cool. I love that. Motor City. I can't remember. But, you know, every other... I mean, I don't know if it's WWE tells them to do this or if people are really just leaking this shit. Because I don't need to know when some... Because we, we knew Braun was coming back. Yep. So I'm going, oh, good. I'm going to Raw. Braun's coming back. That's going to be my big debut with Braun. Woo. And if and if you didn't know that Braun was coming back, you seen on the uh, you seen before the show started, there was a car flipped over in the parking lot, which actually told you that Braun was back. Because who, thought uh, that was, everyone thought that was Dexter Loomis. Nah, that's Braun. on the internet was talking Dexter Loomis. That's Braun. He flipped the car over. Braun flips cars over. I knew it was Braun. I think the one person who didn't know was our buddy Chris, but that's just because he's not on social media anymore. Yeah. Because he was texting me like, did you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of know. Twitter. I you knew. know. I knew. Happened. Oh, yeah. But I did realize Braun tripped when he was doing his run. I oh. thought he tackled Gable, but apparently he tripped. Yeah, he tripped. Oops. Oopsies. But, yeah. I hate that they had to bring him in on a Raw interrupt that you know pointless but yet amazing tag team match when he's going to be on the smackdown roster well, somebody's got to be their challenge wanted to have the, one of those like post pay-per-view monday night raw pops type thing yeah but anybody but braun i was surprised that braun came back because braun was very big on like because him and carrying cross and uh ec3 are doing that whole like create your own narrative thing or whatever and now ec3 is all alone yeah he's and all by himself like, now braun braun seemed really like passionate about it at least and so i was like okay i can i can see carrying cross coming back i i did not see i mean everyone has a price too though well apparently triple h had been in contact with carrying cross every day yeah since his release yeah, yeah tri- i mean you, you know what you got yeah Carrying Cross, uh, yeah, Triple H is a, uh, uh, he was definitely in contact with Carrying Cross. Carrying Cross is a, indeed a Triple H guy. And I, I think that this is the, it was absolutely 100% the right move to bring Carrying Cross in his NXT character back. Not the what damn mean? gladiator bullshit in his oh, NXT character. In his NXT with character. With Scarlet. Hmm? Wait, with Scarlet. With Scarlet. Which is the best part of that? That act. was the that was the dumbest thing they did was they brought him up but they didn't bring her. Yeah, I mean, uh, Scarlet's the star of that act. She she's. Uh, don't get me started on Scarlet. Red, no, we've, Red we've, shank me. If I get started on Scarlet. Times, it's out, it's out there. You you've you know it it's out. Oh, I've said it before. Oh, I've said it before. There, there'd be lots of things I'd say about Scarlet. Not all of them are appropriate. But it's I don't know. Carrying like. Some of the people coming back are like, it's there. There's some very obvious uh, Triple H guys coming back. Oh yeah. We have Gargant. We have Johnny. I hate the way they brought Johnny back. Yeah. It was. I mean, you know, I was just complaining about, you know, WWE secrets being kept. You know, I didn't know he was coming back that night. But no. it was just so random. Of fucking Raw in Canada. Hey, yeah. everybody knew who he was though. That's the thing. Yeah. Everybody knew who he was. That's but, that's what I was worried about with Johnny. It just it, it would have been better in a different way, I think, than just a 
random, oh, hey, I'm going to come out here and cut a promo. Oh, if, it, if they'd have brought him back in Cleveland, the, the, the place would have lost it. The place would have blew up. Right. And they were there like a week or two later. Uh, right. right. Yeah. But Toronto's a good place. Toronto, Toronto remembered him. And uh, I think eventually sometime down the road we're going to get DIY again. I guess. Sometime down the road. Wasn't there a bunch of takeovers in Toronto? There was, yeah. There's a couple. That, okay, maybe it makes sense. I wasn't thinking along those lines. I, but... I, I, I do believe, yeah, I do believe we're getting DIY at some point in time. Again. Oh, I, I do believe we will. I mean, they're really letting Champa sign or um, shine. That's the word I'm looking for. Not yeah. shine. Shine with Miz. Especially because they let him talk a lot. Yeah. Which is saying something when you're with the Miz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking. They're letting him talk a lot. They're really letting him be who he is. You know, I, I don't see it being very long that he breaks away from the Miz. Just to be real honest about it. No, it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. They're going to do this shit with Dexter. Which is so funny. I love it. And then... Probably do Champa Miz. Is, and then put Champa and Johnny together. Yeah, is they uh, really seem to be building the tag team division now. Yeah, they, they yeah they're putting emphasis on tag teams again. Uh, is Dexter on they the? They need to is, ununify the titles. Well, I think that'll happen. Everything's fucking unified in wrestling right now. So annoying. Is Dexter on the uh, WWE roster page yet? Uh, will be quicker than. Are, are, yeah. <laughs> Are they keeping this kayfabe and is still acting like he's not part of the company or is he now, or they do it, did they have him as a part of the company now? I mean, he was on Raw. Or I guess yeah. that doesn't matter. I can just look up current. D, 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 D. No, he's off. He's not on the page Okay, yet. so he's not technically a part of the roster yet. Even though he is, he's not technically a part of the roster yet. Yeah. They're he's making, there, but he's there. Yeah, they're making out like he's uh like he's just like a, a crazy fan. Yeah, like he's like he's a lunatic. I want to know what he's been doing to Miz though, because Miz wouldn't talk about it. Any speculation on what? Uh, any speculation on what Dexter Loomis done to Miz? Probes. What? Well, talk, what was a? This isn't Dexter's first time kidnapping someone, no, and no, they come back no. even. And they don't talk about it. Yeah, poor Roddy Strong didn't talk for weeks. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Yeah, poor Roddy didn't talk for weeks. And then Austin Theory was changed. He changed Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, that was a much-needed change for Austin Theory. Yeah, it was. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a much-needed change for him. It made, it made him a better person. Um, in theory. In theory, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm just interested in what he's doing to the Miz. Is he making Miz sit down and and watch him paint, or is he kidnapping Miz to be like a uh, be like a model for him so he can paint pictures? Oh, paint me like one of your French girls, Dexter. Uh huh. Did Dexter kidnap That's him? Interesting. Did Dexter kidnap him to see how big uh, big Miz's balls are? But this could be a funny thing, like a funny meme. Like, everyone should tweet us your theory, and then the craziest ones we could read off if we have enough of them next week. Yeah, there you go. Give us your theory. Tweet us your theory of what's happening to Miz. What happened? Yeah. What happened to Miz when Dexter Loomis kidnapped him? 
I mean, he did get very sensitive about the size of his he, balls. He did. Well, he's been very sensitive about a lot of things, and he doesn't want to talk about what happened when Dexter Loomis kidnapped him. He got on the mic. I'm pretty sure this was during a commercial because we were chanting Miz has tiny balls at him. And he got on the mic and talked shit back to us about how massive his balls were. He has the biggest balls in the arena and other stuff. <laughs> it, it, it was really funny. I'm mad I didn't get it on video. But he's, he is very sensitive about his ball size. So, you know, they, yeah. they very well could be involved. He is very sensitive. Very sensitive. And... I'm just I'm excited to see where the stories are going now because I because we wondered we wondered how long it would take for a Triple H led regime to actually install the ideas that Triple H has and it's not taking any time at all. I mean, almost instantly, Triple H changed everything. And we had to get through SummerSlam and Clash because they were pretty much you know set already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll see where they go because I kind of I consider this next pay per view Extreme Rules to be a Triple H fully run pay per view. Yeah, well, what I'm liking what Triple H is doing, it seems like it seems like more and more more and more of the uh, of the talent have something to do on the show. Yeah, you know, Miz has got his thing. We've got we got Chad Gable shushing everybody. Shoosh. That's it. Shush. That's his gimmick. Shush, please. We've got the Judgment Day doing stuff. I mean, we've got multiple. God, that's so good. I yeah. love the Judgment Day shit. They, and, and they have, they have, and somehow or another, they have redeemed that whole thing because it was going straight to the gutter without Edge. And now they've redeemed it to where the Judgment Day seems like a legitimate threat again. They each have their own individual music now as well as their group mm-hmm. music. Yep. I about fell out of my seat when this is my brutality broke out mm-hmm. when Rhea came out I lost my shit if Rhea Ripley is closer and closer to being in there with guys she's mm-hmm. closer and closer to wrestling a match with a dude what Poppy wants Poppy gets Poppy wants Poppy say, gets she, she changed fucking Dominic and Dom, that is a change that is not could not have come sooner yep Dominic and Dominic and uh, yeah Dominic and uh, his daddy's got got stuff going on Everybody seems to have something going on. And it's not some 24-7 title-chasing bullshit. Everybody seems to have something legit going on. You leave the 24-7 title out of this. You know I love that thing. But let's talk about the people who's not been on TV. Where's Omos? Yep. Omos has been gone. Uh, yeah. You know, Ezekiel, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Ezekiel's been written off TV. I think that's going to bring back Elias. And that's going to bring, that's definitely to bring back bring back Elias after he grows his beard back out. Yeah. <laughs> so give him a couple months for that. Uh, who else we haven't seen on TV in a minute? Because, you know, we have, we, you know, we, yeah, I could say Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. We haven't seen those guys in forever anyway. Maybe they were on main event. They were main event. Okay. They're they're actually working angles on main event. Oh really? Because they were doing. They had T Bar versus Cedric. I think. Yeah. No. Hold on. Which one was it? Because one of the matches was Shelton. One of the matches was um, T Bar. 
me go back and look at my pictures. That's the guy pictures. supposed to be getting his name back too. We're supposed to be seeing. Uh, we're, we're going. The uh, the report says we'll be seeing Donovan Dijakovic. Dominic he had a Dij- very nice jacket. Dominic like Dijakovic back at some point in time. Okay, yeah, it was Shelton versus Reggie, then it was Cedric versus T Bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and T Bar was beaten down on Cedric after the match, and Ali came out to help. Right. So they're they're working some angles. So we, when they're on main event. Yeah, we know that they're we we know that Ali and Cedric are a tag team. Right. Yeah, Ali came out and saved his buddy, and I think they did a dot com promo on Twitter. Okay. Too. Well, or maybe they were on Raw Talk or something. I know there was something with Ali later on in the night. So I don't know if they okay. were working angles or not. I haven't I haven't watched it. I just remember scrolling past it. So there's they're starting to work some angles and kind of I think kind of try to work main event to back to how how superstars how, used to be. Yeah, when they would actually they they'd be defending like the Intercontinental the, US titles uh, yeah, on that they, show and like yep. talking about it on Raw that hey, you know, turn in cuz we're going to be having you know, these two guys are going to be having title matches, and it was actually like a part of the weekly program. Yeah, all it would take is for a title to change hands on on main event for people to start tuning back in again, start I people mean, to start caring start again, dropping it. it on commentary, like mm-hmm. dropping it on start, commentary. Start start running some angles from the Mondays and thir- Fridays on main event, or at least even just the Mondays, since that's when they film it. Have some raw angles play out on main event. And instead, gonna start pulling eyes back because I mean, really, I'm gonna go back to say it. It's our fault with for main event. Mm-hmm. People talk trash, you know. Well, why are they wasting this talent on there? Well, why the fuck are you not watching it? Yeah. If yeah. your favorite's using it, being used on there, watch them, support it, raise those numbers. Oh, when Breeze used to be on there all the time, I was like uh, waiting for that shit to pop up on Hulu. Because I mean. That's kind of how AEW does their YouTube shows, right? Yeah. Are they are they attached to the weekly shows? Do they? They are very much attached. Very much. They're not just random matches. No, they're continuity. Yes, they're very much a part of the main continuity of AEW. And then just watch them. AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation are very much main continuity. Very much part of the main continuity. That's that, that that the AEW does do that correctly. They. Even though, even though it's job, even though squash matches, like 90, 90%, 95% of them are squash matches, they still mean something inside the continuity of AEW because wins and losses matter. So you get a team like, let's see, they put Josh Woods and Tony Nese together. You get a team like that that runs off four or five wins in a row on dark and elevation, all of a sudden they're like a top five team and they're a threat for the, ta- a threat for the tag team titles. So, I mean... Squash matches are squash matches is an excellent way to build stars, and that's been forgotten about through the years. But that's how we used to build stars back forty years ago. You know, yeah, it's it's good talent scouting too. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, I didn't realize the other day. I don't smacked on a raw last week. I think they had like a six woman tag against Jobbers. Mm Hmm. One of them was Kayla Sparks. Yeah. I fucking love her. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's how Amari Miller, I watched her local talent match a couple years ago on SmackDown, and now she's in NXT. Yeah. So, you know, it's, 
they're they're needed from time to time. Well, they are. That's and people, and I get squash matches don't bring ratings in on primetime television. I totally get that. I totally get that idea. Well, I mean, you got to talk about the biggest squash match of all time, <coughs> James fucking Ellsworth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude was around for years after that yeah. squash match. I mean, he's still living. He, he, he had a career. Yeah, he's still living off of that. He made a career out of mooching. He's still right. he's still living off of that. He's he's still got a name off of that. So it's you just can't job squash matches are not to be taken for granted in the world of professional wrestling. And I like I say, I get that you can't put all squash matches on Raw and SmackDown. Totally get that. But what you can do is that you can take those mid-card guys that are jobbing out to the stars and build them up like on main event with squash matches. Instead of having instead of having main event be this damn recap show like it's been for years and years and years, actually put matches on the motherfucker. Well, they had some bangers of a match, but then it's like then they're just a Twitter clip that dies in a week or two. Yeah. Well, that you whatever whenever the main event that I went to drops, y'all need to fucking go watch it because Shelton and Reggie put on a hell of an entertaining little match. It was so good. The crowd was as into that match as they were probably into any match of the night because it was that fun. Well, that crowd, you know, that crowd you got there in Kansas City, they're 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 a good wrestling. That's a good wrestling town anyway. They're always hot whenever WWE comes. We through. do have a pretty good crowd. Yeah, I, I am proud of our. Yeah, y'all get y'all got a good crowd. Y'all got a good crowd. Uh, some cities you some cities WWE goes to. I, I can't understand why they even go there because they can't get a reaction out of anybody. I think it's because they go, they either go there too many times or like close to it too many times that the fans are just not excited to see it because they've seen it before. I mean, yeah, this is probably like the third time maybe WWE's been back here since live crowds have been back. First chance I've had to go. But I mean, I will say we really we're a small crowd in my arena. Because of the way my arena is designed, they can't sell any upper deck. Mm. So it's all lower deck and really only about maybe two-thirds of the lower deck because of camera setups. That sounds a lot like uh, lot, lot, uh, Green, uh, Greenville. The, we have uh, a very, very the arena we have down here. So for, like, for the lighting above the ring, you can't put people in the upper deck because they'd be looking down through that. Their views would be blocked. Well, I'll tell so, you what. I know, I know, I know. Spartanburg is not the ideal place to have a Monday Night Raw or anything because you know you can't pack about two thousand people in there. But I think about <coughs> I go back to the old days of Raw, the when Raw was first on TV, and they'd pack them into pack them into the damn little three thousand seat three thousand seat bingo halls, and that play, and that place would be absolutely on fire for WWE. And that's what it would be. That's what it would be here too. You put them in Spartanburg, God dang, they'd be at, at Spartanburg, be on fire for WWE, on fire. That's what. Yeah, it's just it's seeing wrestling live is just so much more fun than watching it on TV. Oh, it is. It is. I I missed it. I was so glad to get back to it. It is. Uh, I got to watch that show last year. First show I got to watch in two years. Is it next time? Next thing I need to go to is the little local show that they run out of a um, ballroom dancing studio, not too far from me. You know, I, they had they actually just had recently. I think it was Arn Anderson was there. Oh, okay, that's cool. 
I actually want. I would actually like to make the trip to Memphis to see our to see Memphis wrestling and yeah, to, that'd be cool to meet our meet our friend Dustin. But uh, that would be cool as well because that would. Uh, I think it's like an eight hour trip for me. I can be. I can. I, I, I can be in Chicago in ten hours. So yeah, eight, I can get to Dallas and back. Eight hours of Memphis is not bad. You stayed in your same state and went that far. <laughs> Fucking Texas, man. Texas. Texas, big as shit. We drove six hours to get to Corpus Christi for an AEW show. I think it takes about six and a half, six hours, seven hours maybe to cross Kansas. Oh, when we went to Arizona, it, took, it was an 18-hour drive, and I think 16 of them was us leaving the fucking state. Right. <laughs> Texas is just its own fucking country. That, that, that's a whole conversation. <laughs> that is a non-wrestling conversation. Yes, yes. Podcast. Yes, that's a whole thing. <laughs> a lot, I feel like a lot has happened this podcast. It has. A lot has happened because a lot has been happening recently. Like, especially if... Especially if you're not on wrestling Twitter. <laughs> like, you're missing out. It has... It's, it's its own fucking world right now, wrestling Twitter. It's just there, insane. It, wrestling Twitter thrives on drama, and now there's, you know, plethora it's of drama to be on. drama. Because we just got over all the the Sammy and Eddie stuff, and then here we are, you know, not, e- not even a month later, we got more AEW backstage brawls. <laughs> Of course. I was right. like, shit, this is DM mode two thousand six. We're gonna have backstage brawls every fucking match. And see we didn't even talk <laughs> about we didn't even talk about Eddie Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Eddie got called fat, got hurt, put his hands on Sammy, did the Lord's work, but admitted it was wrong to put his hands on another man when he was just upset. <laughs> right. But now he's he got quietly suspended for it. Yeah. Now that I do believe was a uh was a shoot. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that was a hundred percent shoot. Oh, totally. Because I they didn't make a they didn't make a big deal out of it. They didn't make a big deal out of it, and we didn't know about it until later. So, one hundred percent shoot. I'm too too naive to everything. <laughs> I'm like the perfect wrestling fan. I'll buy it all. <laughs> like you want me to believe it? I believe you. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to get out of here on that one. Yeah. We'll let you know about all the new drama next week. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there will be, be more drama. Be more drama week next starts. week. Yep. Be more drama next week. Just wait and see. And we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about it here. On uh, We'll be talking about it here next week. Thank, I would like to thank everybody for uh, supporting this podcast. And, uh, and like you do, it means a lot to us. Yeah. It means the world to get Cat back. We've missed you, Cadillac. Oh, yeah. My we, comeback. Yeah, we've missed you. And uh, the welcome back, Chance. And... Yep. <coughs> there, I clapped for you guys. <laughs> I forgot to chant, but I clapped. <laughs> but on that note, we're going to get out of here. We'll see y'all next week. Oh, she does way better. Does way better than I do. <laughs> <laughs>